Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. Sorry, YouTube, I'll be having to turn my speaker on my phone on. That's why I have this earphone in, again, if you're new, because I'm also recording on Anchor, which is how I originally started this podcast, and it's paired with Spotify. So you just want another way to listen or you're watching me here on YouTube. That's why I had these earphones in. It took me a while to do my little introduction. But y'all, I don't know if y'all have seen it yet, but uh, Kanye West has a new documentary and it's just a part one. I think it's going to be a three-part series because it's called a trilogy. So um, they've dropped part one, which is like an hour and 30 minutes or so, hour and 15 minutes on Netflix and it is impeccably done. Like it is, I didn't expect anything less, but the videography, the editing, like the 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 way it's, it's put together, the creativity behind it, I just think it's so beautifully done. But tonight, I just wanna talk about a few things that I saw as themes um, because, of course, it's chronicling his journey. Um, you see him from, like, the very beginning. They do clips of when he was younger. Just things that they were just recording. Um, of course, back then, their intentions were... Let me rewind. So, first of all, the guy who's the cinematographer, producer, who edited the film, his name is Cootie. I don't know his last name. But him and Kanye have known each other for at least 20 plus years um, because that's when they started filming this. And Cootie, he just used to have a camera and he used to have this thing called uh, Zero Channel. Zero Channel where he was documenting the rise of hip hop in Chicago at the time. And we know Kanye is a Chicago rapper. So he will, he will go around recording things and when he met Kanye, he realized Kanye had the sauce on him. And at the time, Kanye was just a producer. Now, what's trippy about this is because I've also been binge watching the evolution of hip hop. If you all don't know, I teach hip hop at the University of North Texas. Um, and I, I love hip hop. Like I'm a hip hop head. I love all aspects, but I'm also a student. I'm a student of just every aspect of hip hop. I don't look at hip hop as just music because it's not hip hop is a culture. So you got the dance, you got uh, the fashion, you got the entrepreneurship, you got the knowledge, and of course you got the music. And so I've been watching that and it was honestly watching that that I learned Kanye did Ho's H to the Izzo. Like, I never knew that because back then in the early 2000s when that song came out anyway, you know, they didn't highly talk about the producers and even people who did videos and people who were doing choreography. Like back then, like they weren't, they weren't putting on the forefront the people behind the scenes who make videos and music and stuff happen. So when you hear a song or when you see a video, all you think about is the artist. Now that we have social media, of course, like producers, you know so many more producers because they put their names on the front of the video. They have their drop on the song so you know who made it or who's on the track. 
you know, um, and they're, you know, they're just highly represented. Whereas early on in hip hop, you know, hip hop started getting his name in the early 80s, mid 80s, when they actually had his name, even though it formed from the disco era. But, you know, even still in the 90s and early 2000s, like, you know, it was still on the rise as and as far as the 2000s, it was still coming into popular culture. So we only like 20 years into it being the phenomenon it is now and it being sort of global. Not even sort of go- global, but really global. But anyways, I've been watching the evolution of hip hop. And of course, they did an episode and um, it was it had Kanye and stuff in it. And I just thought that was really, that was mind blowing because I didn't know he was a producer for a long, as long as he was before he actually got his break before college dropout. Like I remember when college dropout came cause that's still one of my top five hip hop albums of all time. The album came out when I was in sixth grade. Uh, and I remember I used to walk to school. I used to listen to that album in the morning. We don't care what people say. Like, I love that album so much. And it's wild because I was just re-listening to it last week. I think that's such a great album. Like, of course, Kanye has had other great albums, but I, I love College Dropout. It's one of my all-time favorite albums, um, especially of his, but really to me of all time. And to just watch this documentary today and see like even the makings of that because of course it was his first album he's trying to get respect as a rapper even though he was in the game he was in that field he was in the industry but people wanted to keep him in this box of only being a producer of this kid who had all these beats and they wanted to keep him in this box and he like I'm making beats because I know I can rap. I know that I'm a star. And it's crazy because that goes back to the episode I just recorded yesterday when I talked about don't let people put you in a box because if they met you at a certain level like for me, if people only met me in my stage of being a dancer to say that I'm a videographer and I do photography like people may be like she don't know what she's doing. Try to discount you, even if the energy ain't very direct. But that's what they try to do him as. Like in a documentary, you can see him going to Rockefeller and just really trying to get a record deal. And nobody was checking for him as a rapper. He was literally going in, putting the songs and beats that he made and he rapped over. Like it kept, uh, he had did All Falls Down already. And he did it with the original Lauryn Hill sample. Uh, from her uncut it's not called uncut <laughs> but um, he was going into Rockefeller just playing it for random people in there and they was just literally like kind of looking at him like unimpressed and I'm over there looking at the video like what y'all don't think this song is fire you know but that is one of the, the first thing I kind of want to touch on is that you got to believe in your dream because Something can be phenomenal. You can have an idea. You can have a talent. You can have something going on that's like, it's a game changer. And people can be very, very unamused, not show no interest. It was this scene where they show he wanted Scarface on Jesus Walks. Jesus Walks, God show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. He thought... If he had Scarface on the album and he wanted to go play his demo, that he would get signed because 
Scarface, of course, was a hot rapper at that time, one of the top rappers in the industry at that time. He thought if he got him on it, you know, that was a huge cosign that would get him signed faster. And Scarface was like, this is incredible. He played that song. He played Family. Uh, what is that song called? Family Matters. This is Family bi- Family Business. And Scarface thought it was jamming and he left and he didn't come back. He didn't keep his word and go record. But Kanye saw it as I still got his his blessing. I still got a great rapper that I look up to to say, you know, that was dope. But he thought he needed a co-sign. It was just like even somebody who think your work is great may not. You know, just may either low-key be hating or just, you know, they, they, they can't do what you think you want them to do. And I thought that was such a powerful lesson of when you're pursuing your dream, one, like, you got to be relentless about it. You got to believe in it and you got to believe in yourself. And when you have this image of yourself, you got to keep on going after it. You have to keep on, like, seeing yourself in that light because... Everybody else jumps on the bandwagon later when you blowing up and when the, when when the train and already left the station. That's when everybody trying to catch on and hop on and and say how they know you win. But when you going and you're trying to make a name for yourself and you're trying to get this thing out there and you're trying to really produce on another level, like some people ain't gonna be checking for you. And on your journey, you gotta be okay with that, like. I could see it was moments in the in the documentary where, you know, he was devastated. He was devastated because he wasn't getting the love he expected from his own hometown, even though he had accomplished things with like Jay-Z and other artists. People was actually hating on him that he grew up with or he was mentored from. You saw how he was disappointed when Scarface walked out on his recording, even though he said his 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 demos were pretty excellent. He was disappointed when he was turned down by multiple record labels, even though they knew who he was in the industry. They weren't checking for him because they only saw him one way. But he kept going. He kept believing. He kept going. And we wouldn't have gotten all the music that we've gotten from Kanye today had he stopped, had he believed what other people saw him as, is that you just need to keep making beats. And I believe he would have been successful. Um, There was a part in the documentary where he was like, I may be living other, somebody else's grand dream, like to work with Jay-Z and to work with all these artists and have them calling me up to make beats. But I got a bigger vision for myself. Like this ain't the end goal. And I love that he said that because that's point two I want to talk about is like, don't cut off your vision just because other people see that as their ideal. I think I touched on this in the other video too. Like, I've touched on this on multiple videos. I told y'all I'm a middle school dance teacher as well, but I never saw myself teaching middle school and I still don't. Even though what I actually do, I love, there are components of my job in just working at a middle school full time, like Monday through Friday, seven to four, I don't want to do. Like that's not the end for me. While there are people who dream 
of working in a school and retiring from there and being able to just be a dance teacher there, a music teacher there, a theater teacher. They would love that. They always wanted to work in a high school and be over the drill team and be the dance team director. That was not my dream. So it's funny because there have been people that I talk to and I've told them what I do. They'd be like, oh, what you doing now? And I say what I do. And they'd be like, oh, you're so lucky to be able to do what you love. And I'd just be like, you know, yeah, I am. I, I really am. But I know that I'm not living my full dream. I know that where I'm at now is not the end for me. To somebody else, they would have think, man, you li- you, you've landed your dream job. You landed what you love to do in a role that you can get up and do Monday and Friday with kids. But that's not my goal. And so I know that I'm not fully satisfied. And that's the same thing I saw in Kanye. Like, here he was, other people on the outside of him, people from Shy, when he went back home, people was hating on him because they see him as reaching this level of success that they couldn't reach by even, you know, being in the same room with these artists who were big, who were popping. But he's like... I still feel like just a face when I'm in the room with all these people because I'm not doing what I know my vision is for myself is, which I am the star. I'm the one who got the lyrics. I'm the one supposed to be rapping over these beats. And I think that's so powerful. So to you, to me, to myself, don't stop your vision just because other people may think that you're, you just need to stop and be satisfied with what you've accomplished. Like, you know, if what you've accomplished was never your end goal, like, don't let people make you feel like you need to be satisfied with where you are because you've reached a level of success that they feel like you should just be happy about and you should settle for. You should, you know, just be content with. Don't don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Um, Another theme that I saw is that. Kanye had a, and I still see this in him today, like when he be doing interviews and especially that Drink Champs interview I watched, which was like two hours or so long a couple of months ago. But Kanye seems like he has the type of personality, like there's, there's this duality. Like he's, he's very uh, direct, straightforward, very creative. And there's also this side who, like, needs this validation and approval. At the same time, he know he got it. And the mixture of those qualities, I think, is really, I think it's really kin to creative people. I I really do think it is because you are so sensitive about your work. You, uh, people can see and recognize your talent and you're not always validated in the way that you want to. Or sometimes when you are, it's like, well, my level of success and exposure is still not matching what I know should be the reflection of me in this work. And so I want to tell y'all all all the details because I really want y'all to watch it, but I hope me talking about it will inspire you to watch it because it's just all out inspiring for me. Um, I've always been a Kanye fan, but like to even see this, like, anyways, <laughs> but I, I think that aspect of himself 
sometimes made him vulnerable to needing approval and acceptance from people who just didn't have the capacity to give it to him. Like I've already alluded to the fact that he wasn't getting respect in his hometown. Well, there was this rapper, producer um, from Chicago that I've really never heard of, but maybe he was on the evolution of hip hop. I don't remember, but he basically taught Kanye how to make beats. And I guess he was salty because once Kanye started getting a little buzz under him outside of Chicago, because he moved to New York for a while, so he was visiting home, Kanye came home and he hearing on the radio station that this man who was his mentor, who he looked up to, who taught him how to make beats, he on the radio, he done made a whole diss track and then calling Kanye out. And it was what was weird about it is that earlier that day, he was with this man. He was with him, like he was literally with him, and he had him in the video, like, yeah, we grew up together, I taught him this, taught him that, and then like a couple of hours later, he hear him on the radio with a disc record, and then doing an interview behind it, very directly saying this was towards Kanye, because I felt disrespected, because he left me out of history, and this, this, and that, so Kanye ended up seeing him in the streets, Later on, and Kanye ain't about the, you know, street life or whatever, so he talked to him. And I just thought it was really interesting because Kanye, of course, forgave him or whatnot. And I saw I saw a situation that I've been in two times like that. And, you know, I wonder where that guy is now with the level of success Kanye has. But I think sometimes, like, People who were good friends to us or who, you know, were there at certain times, it's like once we elevate, they can't handle that for some reason, even if they want to be happy for you and they do things to like that could be jealous and that can, you know, try to slight you in any kind of way. And Kanye has this spirit about him he's trying to be understanding he making excuses for him and his friends like nah he'd have had to see me and this this and that and it's like I saw a lot of myself in that like just trying to be understanding of where that energy may be coming from but I think seeing it seeing it visually in this very real way that's not a movie like they just record in raw moments um pointed out to me sometimes how that can be you know nobody can stop what God has for you but also to just be aware and not try to like keep relationships around with people who can't be genuinely happy for you and I think it's important to understand that sooner than later because I think it causes a lot of unnecessary grief and stress because the reality is we grieve relationships that have history and that takes away from your energy when, you know, that relationship could have been one and done when you first started seeing like the signs that they can't handle where you're going or that they're not truly happy for you or they want to be happy for you. But whatever is going on inside of them, they don't have the capacity to really express it in a positive way, that that's unhealthy to keep them type of relationships around. And I think it need not be tolerated because I think it causes a lot of emotional stress and burden 
because if you keep that person connected to you and they continue to do these little things or you feel the shifts in their energy again it's only taken away from your own life source and i'm speaking from experience and like i said i guess seeing it today like that quality in somebody else i'm like yeah you know i'm glad i let go of this relationship i'm glad i let go of that relationship i'm glad i kind of shifted my energy when i when this was done very directly though it took me a long time to make that decision and get to the to that point and it did it caused a lot of emotional stress and anguish and grief because i let this relationship kind of stay connected or in the gray area where i didn't really cut it off and i didn't i wasn't really engaging but it was still you know pulling from me and I think, uh, again, seeing it very directly in Kanye's journey, like it's like, yeah, those type of relationships, they can't be tolerated. I don't think, you know, when you're building, I think energy doesn't lie. And I think when people cannot be happy for you once you start doing well or what they perceive as maybe better than you or they think they being forgotten and lost and they act out in those ways, I think that ought to be checked. Like, you probably get one pass, depending on how severe it is, but I just think those, that really shows a repeated offense. You know, I think it's potential for, to be repeated, and it's just like a reality of where they are with you. And I'll just leave that there, because I don't want to be preaching at you. You can do what you want from there, but just know that you're not wrong if you feel relationships shift and you decide, hey, like this, this got to be cut off. Like I want to give you a chance, but right now I just don't have the time or energy to save you some time because in the end, you're going to end up making that decision that you're thinking about and you're considering anyway. And I'm just speaking from experience. Like, there's no relationship that I was thinking about for a long time that is still around. And inevitably, I had to do what I started thinking about years before. Um, the truth always comes to the surface. So that's just me. And the last thing is... What I think is overall most just like, I mean, there's a lot of things. I'm just kind of speaking on three right now. But this last thing is like, they had a vision. So Cootie, he just had a video camera. And again, he met Kanye and he was like, this man got drive. He got energy. He got hunger. And he literally stopped his job. Once Kanye, like, um, I think it was before he got signed, but, like, I don't know if it was before or after he got signed. I forgot. But he was just recording Kanye. He had made this decision before Kanye moved out of Chicago. Like, he just believed this man was going to be great. He believed in his talent potential. So he just started documenting everything. Like, they was pretty much documenting every single day. He was just walking around with his camera, you know, recording this journey so that's the beautiful thing like you're seeing these very raw moments these very raw conversations like of their daily life and their daily experience and what he was doing because he just decided to stop everything and record this man because he thought he was gonna be successful he really believed in him 
And not because he was looking for a come up. Like you can even tell when he was talking and the things that he was recording, he just believed in this man's vision that he stopped everything and was recording him. And it was crazy because this is 20 years ago and they kept saying, yeah, we're making a documentary. But here they are. They just now dropping it 20 years after like the first recording. And in those early recordings, they're saying, yeah, we're making a documentary. I'm pretty sure they thought they was going to drop that documentary like as soon as he got signed or like at certain pivoted moments, like when he got his first Grammy or something like that. I'm pretty sure there was various iterations of what this documentary was and when it was supposed to drop. But the fact that they let this marinate for all of this time and it, you really think about it, it took 20 years to create like that's a vision. And to think about the inception of that vision, inception, the start of it, the seed of that vision started when he just saw something in this man. And he was like, I'm going to get on this train and I'm going to ride with you. I want to help you tell your story. And to know that Kanye is like internationally known now, like for fashion, for his music, for producing. And then like right now, I think it's the perfect time, too, because... Of course, Kanye is going through this very public, nasty divorce and things are going on with him. So to just like even have this drop at this time to make you fall in love with him. If you ever did fall out of love, if you didn't like him or whatnot in love all again, because I think with anybody's story, you can always appreciate their hunger and their drive and their come up like that, like. No matter what you feel about a person, to me, that type of story is always inspiring. And I think it's such a perfect time that they dropped it. But it makes me take away from that is hold on to your vision. Relating to what I said when I started this is like, if God is giving you a vision, like you... You have to hold on to it like you don't know when it's going to pop and there are going to be different seasons of what that pop out looks like. Like I'm pretty sure when Kanye got signed, he like I made it when he dropped college dropout like that was a phenomenal album. But he's continued to rise and rise and rise and have these different levels of success that I'm sure he saw this vision for himself. But the vision in these early in this early documentary is that I want to pop and be the rapper. I want to be the one on my own track and people respect me as a rapper. And then he made that happen. So I'm excited to see the next two episodes of this documentary. I think they're supposed to be dropping one a week, but it just really inspired me. And if you need some inspiration right now, you just want to be entertained. If you haven't watched it. I would say go go watch that. Like it's definitely worth the time and the energy you'll give to it. Like I I, I really think so. And you know, I hope you get inspired the same way I was to hold on to your vision, believe in yourself, whatever you see for yourself, like believe it can happen if you put, you know, the intention toward it, but also the the daily work, like it don't go without work. Like it's not just going to manifest and happen without you putting your hand to the plow. 
So that's all I have for y'all. Uh, I guess this is Ye's inspiration. Um, I love y'all so much and I'll see you on the next one.